Hello. Hello. I'm Tony. And I'm Tally. And we are the, the Lazy, Lazy Book, Book Lovers. Lovers. Oh my god. We're, we're so good. We're so now. good at this now. It's it just only took us like 43 episodes or whatever. <laughs> my friends and I were like talking about recorded voice and like did we like listen to ourselves or something? And I was like, to be fair, I have now sat through over 40 hours of my voice. So I'm over it. (laughs) And I re-listened to some of ours for like investigative purposes. Yeah, YouTube. No, not YouTube. I do want to start YouTube. Mm. TikTok, I've now found that I do a lot of talking ones. And Mm. a lot of them I don't even like rehearse or I just go for it. So I feel ready to finally do the YouTube that I've been wanting to do. Because I'm obviously very comfortable now just doing it you know what i keep having all these ideas for tiktoks i want to do like obviously being more in front of the camera than i have been mm. and then i'm always like yeah i'm gonna do it and i never do it <laughs> you should write a list and then just be like right this week i'm gonna try and do three of these or something well i'm i'm re- uh, scheduled on the blog up to the end of july all right show off so i've got eight eight blogs in there because i'm still aiming for two per week which is oh I did, I did two this week. I try and do two, minimum two, ideally mm. three a week. I did two this week and I was really happy with that. Yeah. Oh my God. Totally tangenting already, my yeah, bad. Um, <laughs> I have got going to have a blog coming out, which is like romance tropes that I love. And I, went, I saw that on your list. Yeah, yeah. And then I went and found a bunch of memes as well oh, to go with it. I like it when you do your list with your memes. Yeah, honestly. But these memes took me so long to find because they were like they were extremely well specific yeah. i was like honestly it was like one bullet point and then like half an hour of researching for a meme <laughs> but yeah because obviously that book tropes one that i've done before obviously does quite well from google traffic so i was like i wonder if i can replicate this <laughs> i did a um like my favorite book tropes mm. slash things mm. video and i shared it on tiktok and instagram and I was like, uh, what are your favourite? And some of the responses I had on Instagram were really funny. <laughs> oh, was oh like, my god, yeah. yeah, you can do it like maybe a reaction like post. Really or in yeah. depth. It was like and it was like about like tentacles or something, and I was like, <laughs> You're my kind of person. <laughs> yeah, a couple of them were like extremely specific to me yeah. and I was like, I don't know if this is too deep a like psychological insight, but <laughs> here you go everyone. <laughs> here we are. You, if you're ever interested in our blogs, you can find them on our card, which is in the bios and mm-hmm. on the whatever streaming platform you're using. Yeah. So I'll put that out there if you've did, did <laughs> And, alright, this is a part of my theme of getting over myself mm-hmm. with my big story. Mm-hmm. I've been writing a book for like fucking years, guys, and I keep leaving it and coming back to it, and then suddenly, like, the inspiration fairy is here. I was sharing more sections of it. On the oh, blog. that's exciting. I've written, I'm also going to start like regularly updating how it's going. So, not even just like, like not posting sections of it, but actually talking about like how's it going. I love authors that do that. Like, I follow mm. a few indie authors and mm. they do like this month I wrote this many words yeah. or blah 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 or share a snippet of something they've been writing and I love that. So, I did quite a like a, I, I'm getting a bit more personal with the blog lately. I keep forgetting that strangers read it, but I'm fine with it. And I did a whole thing about because I, I get like a real bad imposter syndrome. Like I just think, what right do I have to think people want to read 
my stuff. Like, I get really in my head about it. Mm. And I always think it's like, I'm so worried about it being cringe. But then maybe just embrace the cringe. I don't know. That's how I used to feel when I started TikTok. Yeah. And now I'm like, well... I am what I am. The idea of strangers seeing it and reading it, I'm like, fine with. It's like people that know me, especially people from school that know me, I'm like, I just just imagine them finding it and I'm like, it makes me like physically want to curl up and die. (laughs) So my dad's got TikTok. Oh my God. And he likes all of my videos, which is really cute. My parents do, and my, um, my blog Facebook page. I was going to share something that was just like an absolute lesbian first trap. And I was like, oh, hang on, no, probably not. Like duet or something. Oh, can you block um, like, a user just for like Probably. <laughs> but obviously my dad doesn't know much about how it works or whatever. Because okay. he always says to me, is it okay if I like your videos? Mm. And I'm like, yes, that's nice. Thank you. It helps me. And I went on his account. And obviously I could see who he's following. <laughs> and so my dad's a carpenter. So he's just like watching woodworking and then so you. there's a few carpenters, there's me, and then there's a lot of... Um, Thirst traps. Half-naked women who have OnlyFans. <laughs> Does he know that they can see the light? No, I don't think he knows oh, that yeah. I can see. And I was just like, it just made me laugh. It's so funny. So like, I was like, my dad, 60-year-old man, just... Getting his rocks off watching. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the time, and then woodworking. Like, my other granddad, my dad's dad, my dad was like working on his PC, opened the browser, and it was definitely open on a porn site. Oh. I was just, like, just gonna close this. And close. <laughs> so, with my Facebook page for my blog, the only people who like it are my parents. Mm. And then my business for my job, honestly, so it's so funny. There's three people who like every post my mum, one of my colleagues' mums, so there's a Aww. one of my younger colleagues, one of the application scientists, she's in all our pictures at the moment, because she's the only one who's ever willing to just do whatever I ask her to do yeah. for socials, so I use her a lot, bless her. Is she the one that got in the penguin suit? Yeah, oh, she's, she's the one who's like nice. up for yeah. whatever I want to do, and she's always really chill about it, like if I need to rethink the idea. So she's in lots of pictures at the moment, so every single time... Her mum likes it, my mum likes it, and the CEO likes it, and that's the three oh. likes we get on Facebook. <laughs> but because our Facebook audience is so low, it's still like a really good engagement rate, and I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's so much engagement on our Facebook <laughs> So one of my clients is actually my partner, he's a locksmith. If you're in the Hertfordshire area, mm. search interlocked. And I now do his social media. Mm. And my mum shares every single Facebook post. I'm like, oh, so I, I love told it. Thank you. My mum shared one of... So she shared one last year. And it's ruined my metrics. Because that one post did so much better and reached so far. Yeah. I was like, every time you do this, you ruin my metrics. Because they're all so in you comparison. You have to do it with every post. Yeah. Or none. They're all in comparison to this one blog all year. And it's like, oh, the rest of the month is like red arrows. And I'm like, that was a one off and then she shared another one this year the one I did about dogs yeah like don't get a dog unless you can which is quite emotional because it's we lost a dog recently so I meant I actually meant to tell my family not to read it because I was like it might be a bit much for you but I forgot <laughs> but that one she shared and then a bunch of her friends shared it as so the reach on that post is like like I had 10 times what I normally yeah. get and like how far it's gone like where like WordPress tracks the referrer. Yeah. And I'm like, you've done it again. So since I told her that in joke, because I didn't really tell her how before how it changes the metrics of like what how many people see it, she's now sharing every single one and I'm like, Oh, it's so, so precious. Cute. But also 
<laughs> Sometimes I don't want your friends reading my blog. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's yeah, so sweet. So precious. But anyway, I'm I'm determined so. to share more of my story, and maybe one day in R and D episodes, we'll be talking about my own book. I've just decided. I'm 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 here. For, I'm just gonna do it when it goes. Just get over myself when it goes up on Kindle, like mm. on Kindle pre-order. I will for sure be talking about it. <laughs> well, you're, I mean, you're going to be one of my main beta reading services. So. <laughs> you, you're going to see a lot of this book eventually. I have plans for you. You just don't know about it yet. <laughs> I started like incorporating a bit of editing into my beta read mm. feedback and stuff, which I think is hopefully going to be helpful. For yeah. Oh my God, no, I intend to... Because I'm comfortable with you reading it. So if you were like really needed to gut it, that wouldn't hurt my feelings as much as if I sent it to a, like an editor slash beta reader that was out like something. Like yeah, that. yeah. <laughs> so I have plans for you. You just don't know about them yet. But I also pay. We'll pay you. So I um <laughs> I'm listed on some um indie review websites where indie authors can mm. go to find reviewers. And oh my god, I've had so many requests recently mm. now that I'm listed on this particular one. And I got sent a book, a physical book yeah. to review, and I was like, thanks. Yeah, because you know, I Because the goal, the dream is that I don't have to buy books. Yeah, <laughs> that's my dream. Just get sent to free and get yeah. paid to read books. Oh my god, amazing. Yeah, so I, you know, I was rewriting because my first draft is now so old, it's from 2017. A lot has changed. And I've read a lot more. of how you re- you're writing that. No, I've read a lot stuff. more since then. I've grown up a little bit more. Mm. I've now basically write for a living, so it's also just a skill that I spend a bit more time on. Yeah. So I've been rewriting it, but I'm already up to like over twenty thousand words, and it was at fifty thousand at the point I stopped and went to rewrite. Oh, brilliant! So we're already nearly caught up halfway, yeah. and it's so much better. Yeah. Oh my god! I'm like. I've included so many fucking like it's Have just a love letter to fantasy. Yeah. So like when you sell this book, mm. um, you could do a newsletter with snippets of the original <laughs> scenes. I was like, and that'd be so funny. But mm. it was like the whole thing is just like a love letter to just like fantasy, and I'm just like all the fucking tropes. I don't even care. So yeah, I'm we quite love it. That. Same. I just thought I'd listen, listen to last there. week's episode for how much we love fantasy tropes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like I just been like sprinkling mm. them all in. Like, but with, like, sometimes a bit of a twist and, like, the gender way those usually usually gendered as well. Yeah, So, like, yeah, the who hurt you one, I flip it and, like, oh! That's what we like to hear. Yes. So, I'm very like excited it. about it. I'm hoping... <laughs> so, this is part of my attempt to just get the fuck over myself. Yeah. Because <laughs> I love this book. And I, I hope other people will. You've literally put your heart and soul into it, so... <sighs> and it's really awkward to just always be talking about, like, I'm writing a book, but not really. <laughs> but that's, like... Everyone that I follow on mm. BookTube, they're all been writing a book for years. <laughs> it's just I've had all, I've got loads of ideas, but it's just this one. It's fully plotted out. Like I just need to do it. Yeah. I just need to do it. Yeah. Just do it. Insert that sheer buff. Yeah, and like because <laughs> because Akatar, I don't know. I mean, it's not perfect writing. Oh, but that's really like struck a chord with you. That's I don't know. It? I just become like your comfort series. I swear. It's like. Again, it's, and it's also High Mountain Court. Like, I don't know, just that, like, good fantasy... That you face you're doing. You, mm, you can't see face. this face, but it's this the face. I know, I understand the face, yeah. Yeah. Just like, something you can about just, like, it. a world you can just get into. And, like, all these things that I like about... Yeah. So, and although, like, the romance stuff, I've realised this book is 
mostly just about the romance and like and the plot is a bit secondary. Yeah. And I was like, okay, then I need to change how I'm doing this. So, oh my god, it's I'm like so. Excited. If that's what you're leaning towards, that's what you're naturally writing. Then just go for it. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so. Let's Hi. Do... <laughs> Hi. That was a really long tangent. Sorry, guys. I'm so hyper at the moment. I'm still awake. This is amazing stuff it's for my me. Sparkling company. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're going to do like a quick reading update on what we've read since the last reading update episode. And then like a quick summary. I don't of... remember when that last reading update was. Uh, we re- I think we recorded about three weeks ago. Mm. Three, four weeks Oh, yeah, I remember I was talk. well, I don't mm. know if I talked about them in that episode, but I did talk about them in the Pride episode about, like, the cheer-up pom-poms and the princess, princess ever after, so I'll just start mm. after those ones. Yeah, and then we thought we'd do, like, a six-month summary. Yeah. Like a little check-in. All right. Let's um, do this. Do you want to go first, because you have significantly more books than me? <laughs> um, For context, I've really been, like... Uh, pushing myself into I, I I have been trying to combat my own imposter syndrome mm. and I've been impl- applying for loads of influencer programs that's exciting and I've been accepted for some which is very exciting so I think you'd be so good at it yeah I was like I know I don't have many followers which has always put me off but I was like but actually no I do have a it's good not, amount of followers and I have good engagement about it's engagement so yeah. it's in, if you get the interactions People are engaging with you, so it doesn't really... You could still be very valuable to a brand in yeah. that sense. Like, So one of the ones I applied for was with Libro FM, which is mm. a an audiobook subscription. They're trying to rival Audible. Ooh. Because obviously and you people don't, have to don't really want to pay. Sell your soul to the Amazon yeah. gods. And I got accepted on that. And basically, in that influencer uh, programme, we get... I think it's about... Eight or ten free audiobooks a month we can pick from. So obviously I just pick out the ones I want. Mm. And all you have to do for all they want you to do is to just tag them in anything you share about the books. That's cool. So I have some really good audiobooks I've listened to. <laughs> Starting with I listened to Book Lovers by Emily Henry, who did Beach Read and yes. Me on Vacation, it's called here. And in America it's called The People We Were on Vacation or something. She's quite funny on TikTok, isn't she? I've come across her occasionally. I don't even know if I found her on TikTok. Actually. I'm sure. But I read Beach Read recently and I really loved it. Yeah. And I wanted to give Book Lovers a try. And I loved it. Kind of get, been getting into contemporary romance. Mm. It was something I always avoided. But Book Lovers is about a book editor and a book agent, literary agent, yeah. who are kind of like enemies to lovers. <laughs> and that's it. It's Love it. And it was fabulous and I loved it. So, yeah, and I also signed up for some other... I've, I've been doing this book tour with this company called Blackform for a while, but I signed up for loads of other book tours as influence as an influencer and I got accepted on more so I've been getting like loads of books that's so exciting yeah. and it was also in deal for takeover blah 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 month last month yeah but so I started with book lovers that was brilliant and I read a non-fiction called monster she wrote and it's about the women who pioneered horror and speculative fiction and mm-hmm. it goes right back to the very beginning mm-hmm. and all of the female authors that are Fabulous. Father, fathers of the genres. You're not fucking fathers of the genres. Yeah, you did nothing. <laughs> and I also, I think I mentioned I read mm. I'm Just a Teenage Vampire by Nicola Ormorod. I don't know. Um, I, 
My memory's trash at the moment. Yeah, so. yeah. So um, a teenager gets hit by a car and it's a vampire driving and then he yeah, 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 yeah. I remember yeah, that. I read yeah, that. Okay. That was really, gotcha. really fun. <laughs> um, and another indie one I read was A Study in Steam, which I mentioned in an indie yes. thing once. I listened to that on Audible and it was fabulous. Mm. So that's by Stephanie K. Clemens and it's set in like a Victorian era and it's about a prestigious university who um, decide they're going to take four female students despite females being stupid you know (laughs) (laughs) and um, it follows one of the main ladies who wants to learn more about like steam engines and there's a murder mystery involved and it's just about these four pioneer women dark academia all that stuff you (laughs) know and the series is called like ladies of whack because they call themselves whack, which is like women something is is short for mm. something, but yeah, and um, they like build a little community and they start um, teaching the maids of the local houses yeah. how to defend themselves. And oh, it's I love just it. really, really, really cute. I like all these books. Like it's like women's like community as all. Well. I'm also really enjoying that as like a thing. Like yeah. it's in a court of silver flames, I guess as well. But that that kind of <laughs> community of women thing, like. Especially given recent political news, which we, if we we're not gonna start on that because we'll rant. No, and I will cry. So especially given that, but like yeah, that that power of women community stuff. I it's brilliant, it. and this <laughs> that book is really good for it. I definitely, and the audio was fabulous. Mm. So audio, I strongly recommend. And then one of the audio books I listened to on Libro was Family of Liars, which is the prequel to We Were Liars. That was, I was supposed to read that before I started throwing a glass and I um, decided to skip but, it. But <laughs> um, We Were Liars has had a big resurgence yeah. thanks to TikTok. So she decided to write a prequel yeah. and it's That's called cool. Family of Lies. And I was like, it didn't really need a prequel, but I listened to it and it was actually really fun. And then two other indie books I read, which I read for book tours and mm-hmm. I have reviews on my blog. Echoes in the Dark by P.L. Macmillan, which is... Uh, horror short story collection there's four yep. stories like one of them is one page and the longest one okay. is nine pages so cool. yeah really really good and and the other one is called lost to the lake by anna willett and it's a domestic thriller which i don't touch mm. ever i don't generally pick up thrillers now either unless they're ya thrillers mm. but something about this i just decided to pick it up and it was really really good okay it's about a Husband and wife, someone breaks into their house. Well, two people break into their house for reasons that you do find out later on. Okay. Um, and one of them ends up dead. Interesting. Then her husband's the main character. Her husband is like, we can't phone the police because reasons. And it goes from there. So they... Oh, okay. They go, they like book like um, this weekend getaway thing at a lake and take the body to dispose of it. And uh, just drive into a holiday with a body. Yeah, in the yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and um, she comes to realise that she didn't actually know as much about her husband as she thought she did. And it kind of takes like the unreliable narrator, which I usually hate in thrillers because yeah. it's always and they're always written by men. And so it's like a shit plot twist hidden as an unreliable. Yeah. So narrator. it takes that, but the author did it really well. Okay. So actually, I was pleasantly See, surprised. See, unreliable narrators done well are like, are so good because it's also, you know you're being lied to sometimes and it's frustrating as a reader. I really yeah. like that. 
But usually they're done by men writing mm. women who are drunks, and I'm like, I'm bored of it. Yeah. I'm done. But this woman is a bit of an alcoholic, but um, the author does it really well. Mm. Yeah, fabulous. So they're like the short reviews, definitely. <laughs> okay, cool. Okay, right. So, because I've only read four things. Yeah, you so <laughs> we'll you go. sprinkle me in yeah. every now and again. Um, I, I, they were the ones I was just going to quickly run through. <laughs> uh, so... I read How to Keep House Whilst While Drowning, mm. which for once is, yeah, non-fiction. It's by Casey Davies. She's also on TikTok. I think her TikTok handle is Domestic Blisters. Um, we love her. I, yeah, I mean, her, her tips are so, like, you know when someone hands you, like, a really simple solution and you're like, okay... Why did it, it didn't need to be that easy? Why? Why didn't I pick this up? So I've been following her for a while on TikTok and her tips for like care and organisation tasks have been really helpful. It's something I've always struggled with. Okay, I was well known for always having a really messy room and it's like I just fundamentally couldn't ever figure out how to keep it tidy consistently. I'd have a big tidy once a month and then live in a shithole. It always stressed me out as well. Like it was a constant source of stress and shame. Like I couldn't have anyone over. Yeah. Like if there's, I mean, we've discussed that I'm going through this at yeah. the moment. And I can't relax knowing the house is a is a yeah, I'm I think constantly as a woman by it. especially that's not to play the no gender but it's true. Yeah. And she so she does like her her TikTok is these kind of tips. Like something super simple, like just setting a timer. Like knowing that I have to clean for an hour, half an hour is so much better than like smaller than I have to clean the entire of downstairs or my whole my room is, you know, needs gut like Yeah giving it finite, having a finite list, even she has tips to do with like, if you need to clear an space that's overwhelming, you break it down to trash comes out first, things that have a place, things that don't have a place, and it's just, yeah, it's, so I've been, those have been, I've been using in my life, and then I bought the book just to be interested because it was quite short, and it's optimised for an ADHD reader. I am not diagnosed with anything. I have not even approached a doctor about it, so I can't come at it from that perspective. However, um, <laughs> I have suspicions, but while I'm not doing anything about it, I'm not going to self-diagnose. Um, <laughs> but it's optimised for me. I've never read anything so fast in my life. The pace of this book is like for a self-help book, really good for me. But her opening chapters were all to do with kind of the psychological elements to do with care tasks and organisation tasks. Because if you have any kind of executive function issues, which you can have if you've got ADHD, if you've got anxiety, you've got depression, a lot of these lend to executive functioning issues or it's a chicken and egg kind of situation. Yeah. Anyway, one way or the other, staying on top of care tasks is just a lot more hard work for some people for various reasons. And it's just not, you don't you just don't have the steps or there's too many steps and it's just, but then she, her opening chapters were all about like, the shame around that and the kind of especially women the way it is socialized into us however feminist your household is you know I do have quite a reasonably modern feminist household and it's still a lot of the shame around keeping the house clean has been directed as me as the girl in oh family. yeah like yeah or let's just like they're, they're having to be helpful a lot of the comments kind of potentially could be aimed at you yeah kind of yeah. yeah or I just think, yeah, differences maybe. I'm very aware my brother edits this podcast. (laughs) But just even differences when we were growing up of like, we both got the same pocket money, but I did more chores. (laughs) 
all that kind of thing. And it was just, I, don't, I didn't expect to have quite such an emotional reaction to the opening paragraphs. And I did, yeah, she genuinely made me cry. Mm. It, because it was a whole thing about like, you're walking around like with people and you feel like an imposter because they don't know how much you struggle and you just feel like you're lying to them. And it was this whole bit and I was like, that sounds like a few people in this room. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it was just all the, that kind of section, like the shame and just all of that and how that's, you just care, tasks are like morally neutral mm. and you are not a bad person because you didn't do the washing today. And like actually just switching that mentality is probably the best thing I've ever done. If like I had the whole list of things I wanted to clean and I didn't clean them, I'm like, I'll fucking fail. I'm so lazy. That's what I'm like. And it's not, it's not necessarily laziness or, yeah, you had five things to do, but you're exhausted and you got one of them done. So that's still, you did a good job. Yeah. And it's about, like, it was a whole thing about changing that mentality and how that's the work you need to do first before we start cleaning. Of like, or actively practicing as you start to change how you clean. Or I don't know, I just thought it was really helpful. That does sound really good. Cannot recommend this book enough. And it's 50 pages long and it's the pace is just bam, 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 like point, 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 point. And it just kind of walks you through it. And yeah, I really, it's quite a good book. When I, well, I've been having like a bad mental life recently. And um, I found that because I was getting so overwhelmed with everything, I'm still very yeah. overwhelmed with everything. My anxiety is ridiculous. My depression is absolutely horrific at the moment. <laughs> but all, I, all I've been doing is I'm like, right, Every day I want to read and I want mm. to clean my face in the morning and evening. And they have literally been my own only priorities, apart from obviously keeping my son alive. Yeah. And feeding the cats. <laughs> but they have been like my only priorities. Mm. And I found when I go to bed and I go to bed and I'm able to read, even if it's only for like a couple, yeah. you know, a couple of pages before I fall asleep. And I've got a clean face. I'm like, You're okay, not lying, I did this. Yourself. Yeah. 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 Because I can get really, like, yeah, bully myself, basically. Yeah, bullying yourself about being lazy, about being useless, mm. about not trying hard enough. Like, I was always convinced I just wasn't trying hard enough. Like, if I just tried harder, I could keep my room clean. That's what I always think to myself, yeah. You know, if you're just, I'm just lazy. And I'm like, no, like, none of my personality is laziness. No. I'm like, no, laziness is not a part of who I am. It never has been. So I'm just sat there going, like, mm. Like, I, I always... I always get like to myself, oh, if you were a better mum, and mm. like, and I'm a good mum, but yeah. I, I can't He's see a that. Happy, I, healthy I kid. Beat myself up over. Yeah, it. and it's just like okay, I might not have a pristine house, but you know the things I need to cook, clean, clothes are clean. They might not be folded, or you know, it's just taking away a lot of that shame of it of like making the space. So, what do you need to function in the morning? Okay, I need a countertop. I need a bowl for breakfast. And, like, just breaking it down to that. If you can't clean the whole kitchen, just clean the corner you have to prepare breakfast on. That sounds really good. That sounds helpful for me and for my partner. And, like, reframing it as, like, you're doing something kindness to yourself. So it's a kindness to future me. Mm. So, like, five minutes now will make future me's life in the morning a lot easier. Yeah, yeah. And it's just little things like that reframe. It was just, it was really interesting. And it's such a short book that I would recommend. I recommend her TikToks too. She's like a qualified therapist. She's an ADHD therapist, but she also suffers with ADHD and depression herself. 
And she's a mum. And she's a mum. So I think, yeah. She's a from pretty her, good source. From her TikToks, I remember one of her TikToks said, like, if, a t- if you know, tired enough or whatever feels mm. overwhelming, break it down into little chunks so i always do that now i write everything down mm. into do, 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 and then i can tick it off and it doesn't feel the, so the four things that must be done four things that can yeah. wait and like giving yourself tap out points it doesn't feel as overwhelming and sometimes yeah. i do just the okay i'll tidy what i can in 15 minutes and that's mm-hmm. that's good mm-hmm. and that came from her tiktok so yeah she's, yeah she's the, the timer thing is just a surprisingly effective method mm. and it's like you do feel like you're treating yourself like a toddler well, but if we, you're emotionally we dysregulated, just got, yeah. Um, egg timers for yeah. my son to help him get ready in the morning. So. But, like, if you get time, and also, I have the other thing of once I get going, I'm like, oh, I'm going to deep clean this entire house, spend eight hours, hours yeah. and then I end up being burnt out, exhausted. I lost an entire day to this. And then I'm at the end of the day going, well, if you could just keep on top of this, you wouldn't have lost a day. So it's actually your fault. You deserve this. And it's that, it's that yeah. little spiral, I guess. And also, like, I, I I assume it's the same for you, but mm. when, when I go through things like that, that spiral also causes me to have a little bit of resentment for the other people I live with, because I'm like, well, if you yeah helped out as well, I wouldn't have to spend the day yeah. and then I get all angry and flustered. And, yeah. yeah. And it's like, not good for everyone's relationships, is it? Well, yeah, and there's, like, there are other people in my house that also go through these cycles of... Mm getting frustrated with cleaning and then getting really angry and emotionally dysregulated because the space is overwhelming. We've had a tough six months as a family mm. and then someone like just popping off. Yeah. Because, and it's like, and it's never about the dish on the side, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's about the fact that like, you know what, I've just had a really stressful day. All you could have done is put that dish away. Yeah. Like, you do not care about me. And it's it, it addresses that whole. Yeah. And also how to, if, you are an unbalanced household and can't address the imbalance, how to kind of make peace with it or work with your partner on how to balance it. And she's yeah. lots of, she has like her and her partner, um, they like, she does the, she does the bulk of it, but she explains how they d- divide the tasks and how it's like on a visual whiteboard. Oh, um, is she, she's the one with the magnets. She's got the personalised magnets as well. Yeah, yeah, I think you could just buy a blank whiteboard and write it down. Yeah, but I just like her <laughs> magnets. It um, probably helps with her idea. Because I hear people with arguments of like, oh, I shouldn't give my partner a chore list. But like, I think it's like That's, if you have designated areas. This is the... And then if it's not your area, you ignore it. Yeah, this is the thing. Because I, everyone's like to me, oh, but he does it if you ask him. And I'm like, I shouldn't have to mm-hmm. ask a grown-up to clean mm-hmm. up the mess that he sees. And then, obviously, like, we were discussing earlier that I was like, right, there's four main issues in our house. We need to pick two each. And yeah, just, divide and conquer. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not going to nag you about your yeah. bit. You can't nag me about mine. And if you don't do your bit, it's just you not... That's going to be a stinky can, household. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway... Yeah, that sounds good. I think, yeah. I will pick that up. That's good. on my wish list. It's such a short book as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, either way, I can't recommend it quite a bit. Right, so that's one of my four. Do you want to get some in? Do another one of yours. Okay. Uh, I read One of Us Is Next by Karen M. McManus. That's the second one, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, did you like it? Yeah, I really liked it. It was really good. Um, So One of Us Is Lying is the first book, which I read like a year ago. Uh, I've had the second book the entire year. Just never read it. I, I don't think I read the second book for like a year and a half or mm. something, but I, I often leave big gaps between yeah. 
whereas I will happily binge through a series usually. Yeah, it's really good. I really like hearing more from Maeve, um, getting little glimpses to Bronwyn and then yeah. May after. You and they're like, oh, me and Bronwyn are endgame. And Nate, because they keep breaking up at college and stuff, and Nate's like, I'm not concerned. Yeah, like, he's not worried at he's all. He's like, we're endgame, it's fine. And I'm just like... Ugh. They are. They so are. And the story this time... They, their relationship in the first book yeah. was one of the best bits of the first yeah. book. And, like, the storyline of this book, I really enjoyed it. I really liked the... The Simon Says person this time. Yeah. And obviously it escalated a lot more. I figured out who it was... Like, who one of the people involved was. Yeah. I'm trying to remember now. I'm getting it mixed up with the first one, I think. The first one was the boy that died at school, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. This other one is the dare game. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's one person from the school involved and one who's not. Yeah. And the one from the school who's involved, I figured it out quite early. But I always say that's never a bad thing. No. Because it's not a plot twist plucked out of their ass for shock factor. No, it's not, because that's a badly written plot twist. If in you my don't opinion. leave the crumbs for it, then mm. you're a poor writer. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't mind guessing something early on as long as the book's well written and enjoyable. Yeah, and then like when it when the actual thing came out and it was all explained, it still was kind of a surprise. But mm. I just guessed who was responsible. Um, yeah, like I remember the first book, mm. I figured it out very quickly yeah, but it didn't take away any enjoyment from the book yeah yeah I like the glimpses into all like, the characters lives mm. now they've moved on and ah oh, it's good enjoyed it yeah that was a good read I read that um, really quickly and the I can't remember their names apart from the two wrong women um, Maeve the... there's a guy's name begins with N and a girl's <laughs> the um, like the Prom queen from like the first one who basically cut all the yes, hair. Yes, yes. Yeah, you see a bit more about her because she was a really like after the fact where she chose not to go see college. Yeah, she's, she's like living her best living life, life. Thinking, yeah. figuring herself out, like living that. with her sister, and I was like, oh, I like that. Yeah, I like, like that they all basically. Well, not all of them, but a lot of them just ended up kind of going against the stereotype and just becoming who they were as people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love yeah, they're really one. nice books. Um, yeah. I like her writing. I've not tried any of her other ones yet. No, I haven't. Um, the Cousins I want to read next. Mm. But they're all YA thrillers, I think. So. I think the thrillers. next one's like the two can... Is it two can keep a secret or the next one? Mm. I think I am going to get it. Yeah. Maybe next, next payday. Because I do quite like them. And, and it really annoyed me that there's a book called The Cousins. It should be... The Free Cousins, or something, mm. because she had the series with the one, and the yeah. So, this one should have been Free Cousins, or yeah. Something. And if there's more than Free Cousins, I don't care, she should have named it Free Cousins. <laughs> <laughs> Change your whole concept now, sort it out. Yeah, so that was the other one. Okay, so I read Peter Pan by J.M. Barry. Uh, so I've read this years ago because I was in actually in a play, I was, I was in a musical. There's a play. Of I haven't ever read it, and I don't know why. I had a feeling that I would really love it. Mm. Um, well, it's fairy tales still. Yeah, kind of. And apart from like obviously the epic misogyny and stuff because of <laughs> yeah, it's the time period it was written. I really loved it, and it made mm. me cry and mum about. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just. just the little, little growing up and the boys without them the lost boys who don't have a mom and just <laughs> oh woe is me yeah I loved it it was really good 
And then the non-fiction I read Ooh. was, I mentioned it last time, I think, I'd started it all, was about sort of the wind rush betrayal. Yes, I think I listened to like heavy. two chapters and I'd cried on the way to yours or something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it made me really, really angry. Yeah. So angry. Yeah. And then I finished it and then certain things happened in the world that made me even more angry. Mm-hmm. And... I just hate the world. It's all right. <laughs> I hate politics. The UK politics are currently rewriting our Bill of Human Rights, so that's fun. Yeah, because they're not going to put in that we have the right to do an abortion. <sighs> yeah, well, not just that. They're putting in certain stuff about if you are an immigrant, regardless of your settled status, like what rights you get stripped off if you commit a crime. And they're just it's very excited to get rid of the human rights that the EU scary, imposes. Scary, 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 scary. We're not gonna get too into it. No. But that has contributed to my moody being. That's a, another reason why I've been so my anxiety's been fucked recently. It's just it's just oh, really frightening time to be a woman. And yeah. I feel sorry for everyone in America. Yes. Apart from white men. I know a, a lot of men, UK's approach to this is, is as a healthcare approach rather than a morality approach. And that is what currently governs the laws around it. But. <laughs> so, um, I don't know if you know, I've been sharing a lot of this on my Facebook mm. because people keep saying, like, it'll never happen here. And I'm it like, could. you need to make your voices heard now before it's too late, like yeah. in America. There are already charities anti-abortion charities in from America, America funding fund education here. here so they go into primary schools mm-hmm. here and spread that shit to our children already I don't understand the data doesn't back it up absence only education restrictions in healthcare it just categorically leads to more dead babies and more dead women countries that have better access to healthcare, have better education around sex education, access to birth control, actually the infant and mortality rate significantly drops, abortion rate drops, the rate of poverty drops, the women's average earnings go higher and the country's GDP goes up. It has been proven time and time, and the statistical data to prove this. If you care about lives, I'm sorry, the data doesn't support you. Anyway, that's it. Or um, I'm going too far. <laughs> There's something I have lined up to read. Mm-hmm. It's called The Birth Dearth. Have you heard okay. it? No. Okay, so it was a proposal that was written in like 83 or something by a gentleman, loosely I'll use that term, called Ben Wattenberg. And he was like an advisor to um, presidents and has been mm. since the 80s. More white babies. Is this that thing? Yeah. There you go. And I uh, downloaded the PDF to read it. So he said there's only... the the white population in America are going to lose the majority of voting rights if they continue the way it is. So he suggested there was three options. Either they paid women to have children like they do in Europe, mm-hmm. but then they would have to pay uh, women of colour. They take in more immigrants to have more babies, but then they would have to take in people of colour. Or they stop white women having abortions because 60% of women in America who have abortions are married white women. Evangelical Christians make up a really large percentage as well. Every because people who are anti what would they say they are? They're pro life, but they're not. They're just anti choice. They will always make out it's 
teenagers who use abortion as birth control, blah, 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 blah. The highest percentage of women who get abortions are married women Mm -hmm. who they cannot afford, either their family does not want more children or they cannot afford more Mm -hmm. children. Anyway. Yeah, so Wind Rush portrayal was very depressing to read about and the fact that it happened in my lifetime is disgusting. It's still happening, really. Yeah, well, yeah. It's just, it's just not in the UK press. I, I just, don't really understand why. I don't understand how... Okay, so obviously I am pro-utopia, which I know is not something that we can ever get to. But I don't understand okay. how a... If a person has paid taxes, they live in that country. Mm-hmm. You cannot... Ship them back to somewhere they've never been. No. Or have lived in for 50, or, or say that years. they have no right to be here. When you've been taxing them that yeah. entire time, you were comfortable enough that they were a citizen that you could tax them. And like this also feeds into the fact that I strongly believe that like 16 and 17-year-olds should be able to vote because they are taxed. They mm. should be able to vote in what happens in their country. Mm-hmm. And if prisoners cannot vote, or if... Um, convicts or criminals cannot vote yeah. when they leave prison they should not be taxed because if they can't vote you should not take money from them yeah. if they can't vote on what it's spent on yeah yeah anyway honestly it was really eye-opening i think everyone should read it i, I actually think... on my instagram i shared over the jubilee weekend some yeah. books you should read if you if you care about your country i think especially in the Brexit environment was just a really bizarre time to be in the UK because it suddenly seemed to make a lot of opinions acceptable that was very eye-opening to the people around me. And that I was like, I just... Because you assumed people were good people until, yeah. until they were almost given permission to vocalise what they just, It's just that the rhetoric that if you're an immigrant, you don't deserve rights, you don't deserve... The, like, the basics. I was like, okay, say a war happened and it happened in the UK and you had to flee this country to another country, you'd be sitting there complaining about these conditions, you'd be saying it's inhuman, you would not put up with this. And It, it just, makes me really angry, like, seeing... Obviously, I anyone that is in a situation mm. like that, I, ha- you know, you have my full sympathy. I would never, ever say that someone who is whose country is within a war or anything mm. like that doesn't have a right because I'm very pro-movement. Yeah. But it, the the outpouring of support our country and other countries have shown for, for Ukraine. Ukraine refugees, but then other refugees should drown like rats. I, I genuinely saw someone I went to school with post that. Yeah, I just... Drown can't. the rats. They are human And I'm like, beings. they're human... That's what I... I was human beings. And I was like, you're a bloody Christian. What... Like, all life is supposed to be sacred mm. to you. And he was like, well, they're... They then use their religion as a way to justify that. And, mm. like, the, the crimes of Islam. And I was like... You don't even know if those people were... No, you don't. Like, what their religion was. But I was also... I was regardless... Like, so my reply was, I listed... Have you looked at what Christianity I, has done? That, that's all I replied. I didn't do. bother to even argue it. No. I just commented a list of the crimes Christianity's done in the last 500 years alone. Yeah. I think you could write a list in the last year. Yeah. Uh, so that's all I, I I block a lot of people on Facebook now because I also think I'm not going to... I'm not going to win anyone over on Facebook or anything. And I just think being... Sometimes being a keyboard warrior isn't that helpful... Slash some guy reported me for bullying him. 
Because he kept she kept showing racist memes and I kept reporting them and stuff. I report my family members for sharing yeah. racist memes. I just <laughs> I don't think they know it's me, but <laughs> I, I do just don't engage with that that half of my family that would maybe talk like that. But yeah, I know, I don't it's just It's a great book, read it. If you're English and you think you have pride, mm. read it. I just I don't understand where people we sit here as a colonial power saying we're so good, we're so great, we deserve to rule over you, and then are surprised when they want to come here. Yeah, and then are also surprised or also confused when other countries start gaining more power. We're an island, we're a tiny, tiny island, we're a speck in the ocean. Like We do not um, deserve to be a colonial power, we don't. With um, when the, the royals, well, William and Kate, and I won't mm. even get started on my my thoughts on the mm. royal family currently. Um, when they went on their like Jamaican and Barbados tour because they no longer want mm-hmm. the Queen as their monarch. Or but how they those countries have handled it, like the dignity you owe, they handle it like, with. You owe these countries reparations. Did you know in England? <laughs> in England. We haven't paid any reparations to any families mm-hmm. of doesn't shock me. People who were owned as slaves. However, we do pay reparations to uh, the families. They who just lost finished their paying slaves. it yeah. in twenty fifteen. The reparations to people who lost their slaves what in the eighteen hundreds. What the 1800s. fuck is wrong with you? So we're like Brits are always really proud to wave this banner of we abolished slavery savory about two hundred years before America did. But but. <laughs> but we compensated them and the British taxpayer was still paying, including their descendants of the, the freed slaves who pay tax, were paying for those reparations. And we all... And we, we didn't know about it. They're already wealthy families that don't pay tax and yet they come... Taking the tax of, like, their <laughs> descendants. To, like, can you imagine? Oh, it's just... Oh. Shall we talk about a different book? Yeah. Yeah, because I think you and I can get quite angry about this. I read The Dragon's Bride. <laughs> <laughs> Complete switching tone. <laughs> By Katie Robert. I've discussed this cover of this book. I read it as an ebook on, on Kindle Unlimited. Because Kindle Unlimited has a great selection of monster smut. And as I said last time, I'm really. It's a new genre. It's, it's a new niche I'm into. In the um, um, for context, I like. Just Google the Great Dragon's Bride cover. I want a physical copy because it's and such a beautiful looking book. <laughs> he does have a gigantic... That's not on the cover, that's Is just that the, the fan art. Yeah. Okay. Um, that was the artwork Katie Robert had commissioned. The cover is the one where he's behind her yeah, and yeah. she's okay. like got a chain but on Yeah, the... Um... <laughs> The artwork where it's just like, that is not his tail. <laughs> his tail does get involved though. So, um, <laughs> turns out his tail is like, I can't think of what the term is, but he can, it's like, he can move. Oh, yeah. I, well, I'm going to say dexterous, but that's not the word. But you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. And his tail does get involved. <laughs> uh, it was really good. I read it in one day. It's only 185 pages. Yeah. It flowed really well. The writing was brilliant. And it was just a really fun, enjoyable story. Um, the next one coming out is 
to do with a kraken. So, oh um, my God. <laughs> uh, so basically, let me go back a bit. Okay, okay. The Dragon's Bride, it's the first in a series, yes. a deal with a demon. Right. So basically, five women make a deal with this demon to go into this other world. Yeah. And they will they will spend seven years there mm-hmm. as brides for whichever... So this this world has many mythical creatures. Yeah. And they're always at war okay. through the kingdoms. So this kind of devil demon kind of thing, mm. he's trying to bring peace. And he often has women come over to offer sex to these services yeah <laughs> nothing's ever forced he mm. has he's very very um you know he's a feminist there's <laughs> contracts involved and everything <laughs> and um he does this he decides that a great way to bring peace to the nation is mm. the head of each of the um like kingdoms that are different creatures yeah so there's four and then him says five they will each take one of these women. Like they, it's like a little auction. The women okay. came out and they chose which one they wanted based on the colour of their dress. They're like, I'll have purple or whatever. Um, <laughs> and the women stay there for seven years. Yeah. And then they come back to our world yeah. when their contract's over. And in our world, it's like half an hour has passed. Okay. Okay. And all of the mythical creatures want to have a child Okay. Because they need, really, they need, like, human blood in their bloodline. Okay. But the contract specifically states they cannot harm the women, they cannot force them. All they can do is the women have to agree to allow whoever marries them to try and seduce them. That is it. Okay. That is all that they they don't have to offer a child. There has to be no... Okay, interesting. So it's a really good concept. It's quite a feminist concept. So it follows, like, this main character, Briar... Which was a name I wanted for my daughter, but it's not a name we're going to use. Um, <laughs> and she uh, gets, well, the dragon is the <laughs> one that takes her. And, yeah, so follows her. So the series is, um, the, the next one is the Kraken one, and I'm really into Kraken's. Tentacles. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so that comes out in September, so I'm very excited about that. It was a really good book. It must be so, so much much fun. fun to write those scenes as it well. It was really, really <laughs> fun, honestly. And it's got a bit of, I mean, this one, The Dragon's Bride, it's got a bit of primal play in it and stuff. It's just, yeah, it's quite fun. It's like the wings in Akatar. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's a thing. I didn't like, know. Like, um, so at the beginning, like, when he takes her back to his, like, kingdom, <laughs> and he says, um, we have to be married because that's kind of their, yeah, their, like, culture, like mm-hmm. the dragons, they have to be married with anyone that they want to try and seduce or whatever. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. So they go to, like, it's like a magic, not magic, but it's like a spring in okay. the kingdom. And they have to go in there separately and then they come out together and then that's how they're married in this world. Mm. So she goes in and then she realises that her white dress has gone see-through. Yeah. She's not got any underwear on, whatever. <laughs> and then he goes down and then she's just like, obviously his trousers get very stuck to his body. Yeah. And she's like staring at him like, oh, he's very big. And then she's like, oh, there's two of them. <laughs> It was a great book. It actually really was a great book. Yeah. It put me in a really good mood and I really enjoyed the love story. <laughs> so, yeah, I've got loads more lined up to read. Nice. <laughs> Would you like to do? <laughs> oh, 
That was a real <laughs> shift in tone. <laughs> and then I've got two more that I want to talk about. And then okay. Uh, so I got one more. I didn't even read four. I read, I read three books. <laughs> uh, I read Torn by Jasmine Watson. Oh, I haven't read this yet. Which is one of our the people we came across from the indie authors mm. episodes. You'll love it. It's fantasy. It's um fairy tales. The second one comes out soon. Yeah. It? Is it like what's the series called? The Book of Grimm or something like that? I think. Yes, something along those lines. Mm. I didn't write that bit down. So this follows. I'm really excited to read this one. <laughs> I literally just read this and the main character's <laughs> name. I'm so sorry I didn't write the main character's no, name down either. Awesome. This isn't very good prep today. That's all right. <laughs> um. <laughs> So just got distracted by butterflies, sorry. <laughs> there's everyone. like different kingdoms, the above, below, and the middle, and all this kind of stuff. The middle's been like at war, and the main character comes from the above, mm-hmm. like that's where she grew up, but it turns out that she's maybe not from the above, oh. and she kind of has like, she's the last of a certain kind of magic, and Grimm finds her to try and save the day, basically, and it's kind of, it's all fan family, like... And it's very, it's very fairy tale So it's not quite my cup of tea with how fairy tale it is. It's very my cup of tea. But it's very much, yeah. I think you're going to enjoy it. It's a little bit enemies, enemies to lovers, although it goes from enemies to friends quite quickly. But not in a bad way, mm. like in a quite a natural way. The grim guy, he's quite charming, but he's very mysterious. And yeah. We like it. It's all good. I think I will read the next one. I wouldn't say it was like didn't power through it because I'm not a big fairy tale person but I don't think there's anything wrong with the book I think that's me me that's wrong <laughs> no 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 like um because lots of like it wasn't like um when you read the high mountain court you just dropped. well at high mountain court where I was instantly just like whom yeah. <laughs> love this yeah but it was, a, it was an enjoyable book I definitely think you're gonna like it yeah mm-hmm. it's on my shelf I need to Mm-hmm. I'm making my way from my shelf. Yeah. Making my way. Da, da. <laughs> and she's also on TikTok and she's nice and she's fun to follow on TikTok. So yeah, she's lovely. Give her, give her a look. Um, okay, so I read The Library of the Unwritten. I don't know if you've seen that anywhere. It's like a red cover. Mm. I have this thing about books that say library in the title. Oh, yeah, I mean, you're just going like, instantly. Yeah. Yeah. And this is the first in a series of... I read it for a book group, a book Mm. club, and I was like, I don't really want to start another series, but I do want to read this book. Yeah. So it's the first in a series called Hell's Library. And basically, it's about a woman who... She's a human woman, but she works in a library in hell. So it's like she's died. (laughs) Yeah, okay. But she works in a library in hell. And the library is kind of separate to hell, but it is within hell's realm. Um, and it's all of the unwritten books from authors. So all of the books they started and never finished. Oh, that's cool. So she houses them all. All like authors that died, their books mm. will be there and stuff. And every now and then a character will come out of the book and try to go up to Earth and convince their author to write, finish writing cool. their story. So at the beginning, her and her assistant, who is who was a muse... But then got kicked out of the muse, like, <laughs> training or whatever. And yeah. now as an assistant to this librarian. They discover that a hero from a book has escaped and gone up to the, gone up to <laughs> Earth. And somehow got through all of their wards. And yeah. 
So like, oh, fuck, well, we've got to go get him because they can't be out and about and they can't be talking to their authors. Yeah. And at the same time, this, oh, um, like this little demon that's sent from, sent by the devil is the one that comes to tell them, one of your heroes yeah. is brought up to earth, by the way. So like, shit, we better go get him. So they're like a, uh, you know, like a bit of an odds team. Yeah. Like, right, let's go. <laughs> And they have to get this um, candle, and it's like a certain candle, it's called a ghost light, and once they light it, they can travel to another realm, but they have to be back in hell within 24 hours, or hell's hounds will come and get them. Okay. Um, So yeah, they go up to earth, find the hero, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, that's over really quick. And that's a really big book. Mm. So obviously there's more to it. Yeah. So then, whilst they, when they find the hero, they also encounter a, an angel who has come down to find this, uh, the Bible of Hell or the Devil's Bible, which is rumoured to be on Earth. And, his okay. and he thinks that they have it because they're librarians. And they have no fucking clue what he's talking about. <laughs> they're, they're like, yeah, we've got the book talking about the heroes yeah okay and then it turns into claire who is the librarian and the assistant is called brevity um and then the demon's called leto or leto and then the hero they just called hero because they don't know what his name is (laughs) and they all end up having to team up along with a demon who runs the archive that's like a thing next to the library have to go through like they go through Valhalla and all of these other places to try and oh, find that this demon so fun. Bible. And at the same time, the angel, uh, the Watcher, who is called Ramiel, Ram- Ramiel, something like that. Yeah, presumably, one well, from Supernatural. That's one of the dickhead angels. I was going to say, presumably that that is a yeah, because he's kind of been kicked out of heaven mm. and kind of still is there, but he's obviously done something wrong at some yeah. point. Him and another angel called Uriel, I think she's mm. called. They are also trying to find a Bible and it's like a battle of who can find a Bible. It was brilliant. It was yeah, it so, just so fun. so good. And there were so many like twists and turns and like, you know, demons that can't be trusted and you don't find out until it's too late. And there were so many points where I actually out loud was like, oh, okay. like yeah. Oh, that yeah. really good. Strongly recommend. I don't know if it's a trilogy or... Presumably, it's a trilogy. You know, if you like that, there's a TikTok in your like. So she does... I can't remember her handle... But she does... Oh, um, is it the one that does the skits? The help of... desk. Yes, yes. <laughs> She's like, help desk. Yeah. <laughs> I like her. Yeah. Some of them are a bit too twee, where she's like... But I think they really speak to other people. Yeah, yeah. Like, because she did, she did one that was to do with, like, an evangelical Christian who comes to the help desk. And he's like, I don't deserve to be in hell. And then, and then she starts, like saying quite homophobic things one of the things behind the counter and it's like all about yeah so she does these little skits they're really fun yeah yeah. I'll follow her yeah yeah Yeah. it was a really it was just such a fun book and it was huge it felt huge anyway when I was Mm. going um it was only like 400 pages 440 pages but it felt like a really long book only because I thought the whole story was going to be them getting this hero yeah and then he was back within 100 pages and I was like I like that. <laughs> yeah, it was really, it was just so, yeah, I strongly recommend. Mm-hmm. And then I read a YA mystery thriller. I only really read mm. mystery thrillers that are YA because I just yeah. find them more fun. Yeah. Called Dark and Shallow Lies by Ginny Myers-San. Oh, that Library of the Unwritten was by A.J. 
hack with. Mm. Uh, this was just available as a uh, audiobook with my library, and so I just downloaded it because mm. it was available straight away. And I just wanted to listen to something fun. It was <laughs> so gripping. It was fun, but yeah. I could not stop listening to it. Oh my god, I loved it so much. So it's about a a girl who uh, comes from. She's called Gray. And she comes from this place in Louisiana called La Cachette. And mm. it's a very small town in like a swamp. And like the houses are like on decks and stuff. And it's Still, all swampy. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, and there's like crocodiles and shit. Like and everyone that lives there, there's only a small amount of people who live there. Everyone that lives there has some sort of psychic power. Okay. And all you know is her mum died when she was like eight or nine and her she had to go live with her dad like in the real world almost mm. like away from it because he yeah. didn't want her there anymore um but she goes back there to stay with her i can't remember if it's her aunt i think it's if it's her aunt or her nan but she calls her like i can't remember she, she just calls her like honey or something okay. like that but re- relation to her mum yeah every summer holiday because it's like a psychic town yeah um and like in the summer holidays they get loads of tourists who come and i like, get palm readings and yeah and there's lots of like meaning between different things so they have these summer children and basically for some reason in this town children only ever born in like the summer okay and then so the year she was born there was 10 of them which is like a special number okay and they were all doubled so there was like two sets of twins and then like she was born at the exact same minute as another girl, so they're like twin flames okay, and all this I kind of like stuff. That. So her twin flame has gone missing, and so when she goes back this summer, her flame has been missing for a hundred days. Mm. She went missing in the swamp when they were playing a game, and so she is. She has decided she's going to uh, get to the bottom of it and find yeah. out what happened to her friend. Is she still alive? If she is. If she's dead, who did it? Blah, blah, blah. And she starts having... She's never had any psychic anything her whole life. She thinks it's just skipped her somehow. And apparently her mum... As she finds out throughout the book that her mum was a very, very powerful psychic, but it didn't come to her till later in life. And then Grace starts seeing visions of something that she believes is her twin flame being chased by a man through the swamp. And so, in between each chapter, there's a little snippet of a vision. Oh, I like that, because it's like breadcrumbs, yeah. Yeah, so her friend, uh, her twin flame is called Alora. And, yeah, so it's just about how, like, how can someone go completely missing in a town of psychics? And yeah, a small town, like yeah. That. Yeah, and there's also, like, a sub-story that two of the children, I think they were twins, that were born that were part of their summer children yeah. round, were drowned in a pond when they were, like, four years old. Okay. So the guy who did it, him uh, he and his family were, like, driven out of town, slash could have been killed. A mob dealt with them. Yeah. And so there's an island as well that no one goes to because it's haunted because that's where those girls came from and where this Dempsey guy. Yeah. And so Grey and her friends have always grown up with this, like, if you stay out past late, Dempsey's going to get you and things like that. Okay. So there's like a secondary thing where she kind of, she's not actually investigating it, but while she's investigating what's happened to Alora, she kind of uncovers that old mystery as well. Oh, I like it. It was brilliant. Like it. it was so, so good. I could not stop. And the audiobook was really, really good because the little snippets in between um, 
had like sound effects, so the water, the wind. Like... I'm always mm, mm. on the fence how I feel about the ones that come with sound effects. Because yeah. if it's done badly, it's awful. Yeah, this is one of those ones that was done really, yeah. really well. And when I finished, I like put up on my Instagram stories. I was just like, I've just read this. Why did no one tell me about this mm. book? It came out last year. I was like, how very dare you not tell me about this book? And then I tagged the author. And I tagged the publisher and I was just like, what have I got to do to get an arc of the next book? <laughs> it's, not, it's not in this series, yeah. but the next book by the author, it comes out this year. And then the author messaged me and said, um, you need to click on the Penguin website and click here and, uh, and ask for it. So I sent up an email, so I really hope I get it. Yeah. I can't wait till September for her next book. This was her first book as well. Oh, I mean, it sounds so like meaty. How long was it for how much is um, like in it? 400 pages, I Jesus. think. Jesus. It was about... It, has like a it was really a 10-hour audio book. It has a really good pace, then, for they to pack that much in in 400. Stop. Yeah. Like, literally, I had to turn it off to go to bed, and I didn't want to stop listening. And the next morning, I picked it straight back up, and I was like, nice. I need to know what happens. Yeah. Oh, I love Brilliant. it when you get something like that. So, yeah, that's it. That's it. I'm done talking now. <laughs> that's the longest I've ever heard you speak about a book. I know, yeah, actually. <laughs> It just really, oh yeah, it was just so, so good. It's I like it. hit, hit, you can go. Right. Let's do. Do you want to do, so we're going to try and rattle through our lists for the year. Mine is significantly yeah. shorter than yours. Um, so you, should I go first or you go first? You go first. But I think every time you list one that was a standout, say, yeah, like, particularly good or something, so we can hear like your favourites almost. Oh, we know what. But off the top of your head as you're going through. We already know which one yeah, we're going to okay. be with, yeah. So, Night Circus, Witch's Blade, which is like High Mountain Court, Five Kingdoms of Oakrith, fucking slaps, love it. <laughs> <laughs> Where the Crawdads Sing, These Violent Delights, A Court of Thorns and Roses, A Court of Mist and Fury. Mist and Fury is my favourite book out of all of them. Love it. Is that the second one? Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah, the whole mm. build up with recent... In that, I, in that trilogy, but Silver Flames is my favourite. Silver well. Flames is my favourite as well. Yeah. yeah, but I think that, yeah. A Court of Wings and Ruin, A Court of Frost and Starlight, A Court of Silver Flames, A Deadly Education, The Atlas Six, A War of Two Queens, Flames of Albion, Until the End, Scott of Rue Pleasant, we all know this, I love this, mm. The Vanishing Half, Lady of the Primordial Tree, How to Keep House Whilst Running, One of Us is Next, Torn, Throne of Glass, 20 books. <laughs> I'm, not counting, I'm not counting my audibles because I've been only doing re-listens. Okay. I haven't had new listens. So I don't know if they count. Yeah, of course they do. You still read them. So I've re-listened <laughs> High Mountain Court like 20 times. <laughs> uh, I've been re-listening to Akatar both as night listens and then actual like listen listens. Yeah. Because they do two different types of audible listening for me. Yeah. One's to sleep and one's to like, listen. listen. Yeah. I have then been dipping out of my other ones I've got in the library, um, the different Skullduggeries. I was going to say Skull Carve the Marker yeah. I've got on there that I like to dip in, um, Six of Crows audiobooks, so I've listened to them, but they're all night night listens, so I don't know how much they count. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so I'm going to do my list, but I've decided I'm not going to do the graphic novels, because a lot of this is graphic okay. novels, and it'll just be easier for me to read if I don't. Mention them basically. <laughs> Although they do count as reading, and this, yeah. and then the Laser Book Lovers podcast world. Yeah. So I they have count. read sixty-eight books. Yeah. So, but I'm just going to pick out the books from that, yeah. and not mention the graphic novels. If you are interested in what graphic novels I've read, I actually have a link on my personal card that takes you to an Excel sheet with the graphic novels I've read. So there you go. 
very organised. <laughs> I thought the fact my list was digital was quite good for me. Yeah, <laughs> I know. When you put your notepad down, I was like, but don't you need that? <laughs> um, so I read Rule of Wolves, uh, Behind the Veil, The Binding, Come Tumbling Down, The Girl in the Corn, Rhapsodic, uh, Mortal Coil, The Skullduggery, Deathbringer, Skullduggery, Court of Silver Flames, <laughs> Spectacular, <laughs> Forever, <laughs> Kingdom of the Wicked, Skullduggery, uh, Last Stand of Dead Men, Skullduggery, Skullduggery. <laughs> <laughs> Dine of the Light, Skullduggery, <laughs> Resurrection, Skullduggery. I'm so impressed you read so many of them in a row, it's so unlike you. And then I've not touched them since, yeah. basically. Atlas Six, mm, loved it, I loved it. Midnight, Skullduggery, that's where I stopped and I yeah. need to pick back up. And Nick's almost finished, I just sprayed. Teach Me, uh, The Taking of Jake Livingston, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency, Never Let Me Go, Skeleton Keys, The Legend of Gaptooth uh, Jack, Yes, How You Lose the Time War, Skeleton Keys, The Night of the Nobody, Light from Uncommon Stars, A Whole New World, Frankly in Love, the Secrets That She Kept, uh, Sylvana's Trial, Trial, sorry, Book Lovers, Monsters She Wrote, I'm Just a Teenage Vampire, Windrush <laughs> Betrayal, Peter Pan, The Spiders, Sliver Me Timbers. <laughs> <laughs> it's a kid's book. <laughs> the, a Study in Steam is a brilliant name, isn't it? Yeah. Echoes in the Dark, Family of Liars, Lost to the Lake, Library of the Unwritten, The Dragon's Bride, Dark and Shallow Lies, and All Systems Red. So there we go. Busy, busy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, so I've been trying to do the 52 books in 52 weeks challenge. So like basically read 52 books in a year, physical books. Mm. I've been trying to do it for about four years. Yeah. <laughs> and I always fall short. And like we're over six months into the year. And I've only read 20. I would never be able to do it if I did it as just physical books. Mm. I usually, on average, read about 100 to 130 books a year, mm. including... Listens. Yeah, audiobooks. Um, this year, I set myself a task of 60 books. Mm-hmm. I wanted to do... What, 60 physical? No, just 60 okay. in general. I wanted to do, like, one a week, and then I gave myself that little bit of buffer for the fact that I listened to audiobooks. Mm. But last month was crazy. Yeah, last month you did a... You really went for it. 14 books. And I think the month before was good. And then the month before that, I think I read like one book. I think, because I've just started Throwing a Glass. I am halfway through the first Throwing a Glass You're going to go through that series. I'm really, already really enjoying it. So I think it, I'll catch up a bit. Because there's six or seven in that series. Seven, and if I they're think, all yeah. as easy to read as the first one's been, mm, it's not going to take long, I reckon. My sleep is probably going to suffer. But... <laughs> Mm. Yeah, I think it's not going to take. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I might do it this year. I'm not sure. Mm, that'd I'm, be exciting. Haven't got the only next time I've got a week off. I am like doing our holiday, which I hopefully should be an active sightseeing holiday, so there won't be a lot of reading time like I normally get on a holiday. Yeah, but last if I can holiday, afford you it. read loads of books, mm-hmm. didn't you? I'm not sure I can afford it, so I might have to rethink. But at the moment, I'm looking into hostels. Is a cheaper way to do it? I don't know. I don't know. But lens drive-bys is hella expensive. <laughs> yeah. Especially when your first instructor is shit. I know, um, and you have um, to start all over again. I'm like, I'm hitting two grand in lessons. And I'm, I'm looking at at least another two blocks, so another 
300 I remember like work. I worked out how much I spent on my lessons and I was mm. complaining that I spent like 70 quid on it or something mm. probably a little bit more but so yeah. I, buy, I buy a block of 10 each time and that's 330 mm. but she's a very good but of course she's worth every penny when I did it um they probably didn't charge as much because no, it was like and what's the petrol just wasn't as expensive, but they have to charge more just because of the petrol costs. Mm. To be honest, because they literally can't afford to drive you around. <laughs> oh, such yeah. a waste. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for joining us. Please like, subscribe, review, share. Please do stuff. Follow us on Instagram. Yeah. I think we're in, approaching the 100 mark, aren't we? We're getting there on Instagram. We uh, Have you noticed how active we've been on Instagram? It's all uh, Natalie's hard work. I cannot <laughs> claim the slightest bit of credit. I do, I do a token effort with the... Um, you did a blog post. So. Yeah, I'm not doing a, I've not done a lot of work followers. with those blog posts. Yeah, we're creeping on. Come on, everyone. We just Get need five of you. And then we can look at our insides. <laughs> yeah. And That's what we want. <laughs> we want more, more followers on these different streaming platforms. Mm. Please and thank you. Help us make this as a viable part-time job. <laughs> People always say it's, so, it's so it much effort. It's so much effort. I don't know how you do it. And I'm like, I don't know. I get to sit on a sofa with my friend and talk about books. Yeah, someone said to me the other day, like, why, if you're not getting paid, why do you do it? And I'm yeah. like, what do you only do stuff that you get paid for? I'm fairly certain you, like, same with the tidy blog. the house. <laughs> same with the blog. Yeah. Like, I don't make any money off that. I got, right, I got 900 visitors in a day. Guess how much I got in ad revenue? 0.1p. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've had a similar thing. Something like over a thousand ads served or something. Yeah. One p <laughs> I mean, I've had ads on my blog for... I'm up to 10 seven revenue overall. Yeah, for like seven years and I've never been able to... I've, I can't even... I don't even think I'm like past 20p. Yeah, I'm at 10 cents <sighs> revenue cents. now. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. But the thing is, there's another month where there's 400 visitors and that got a penny. It depends on what the ad is. Yeah, and if they click. Yeah. Um, well, come support us to help us not be poor writers anymore. Our dreams. <laughs> Slash, if you need any social media content stuff, Natalie, yeah, gal. Especially if you're an indie author, because mm. I know a thing or two about writing. And we <laughs> even have a podcast we can promote you on for free. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> <laughs> well, we will see you next week. Love Goodbye. you as a friend. I love Bye. you as a friend.